Welcome back to another episode of Love and Color. This is uh, a Love and Pride edition in honor of Pride Month. And as always, this is Eli in the studio alongside Dr. Katrina, folks. Peace and blessings. All right. So as I said, it's it's a Love and Pride edition. And uh, so we're celebrating uh, Pride, which is in June. And aside from Pride, the other thing that happens in June is the sun starts to come out. (laughs) Thankfully, thankfully. Mm. So grateful. And the sun comes out and then people's uh, shorts start getting shorter and (laughs) tank tops start getting tankier. And uh, yeah, you see how many people actually live here. Everybody's Mm -hmm. out and about again. Mm -hmm. It's lovely. Yes. And. So I don't know. Sometimes science is kind of like Captain Obvious. <laughs> you know, I, I read a study and I'm like, oh, wow, a group of scientists spent their time actually trying to figure this out. I could have told you this just because, <laughs> I mean, I know this to be true. But a team of scientists in Israel um, uh, recently, and by recently I mean in uh, 2021, conducted a study And the study, the results of the study suggest that, hold on to your hats here, folks, sunbathing makes you horny. (laughs) (laughs) That simply. (laughs) Yeah, I I imagine thousands of dollars and thousands of hours were spent um, in pursuit of an answer to this question. God bless them. Yeah, I mean... Yes, thank you, and duh. And this is like the millionth study to some degree that says this. I mean, we know that the sunlight is amazing and that vitamin D helps our melanin pop. It hits our pineal gland, which is a place in the brain where where melanin is produced, you know, and it just gets it popping. So, yes, we're aware, very much aware. And in addition, you know, vitamin D and serotonin and serotonin are they're connected so the more vitamin d you get you know how it supports your serotonin levels in your body and serotonin is uh, a neurotransmitter in the brain that allows us to be able to feel good and to have good emotional stability and to feel sexy and and want want a little bit of booty and so it's not a shocker that when the sun comes out more people are in short shorts and wanting to do a little dating. (laughs) So June is perfect for pride. Oh, it really is. So, you know, what are you going to do? You're out there, you're sunbathing. Maybe you're at Denny Blaine or one of the other uh, nude beaches in the area. And, uh, you know, your mind turns to to other things. You know, maybe we talk, we spend a lot of time on this podcast talking about love and uh, relationships and um, kitchen table poly in particular. And I think for me, um, I'll, I'll speak for me as a, personally, I that that kitchen table poly is the gold standard and that that's that's the goal that I have set for myself in my life. That's what I want. Explain that. Eli, just for people who aren't familiar with Kitchen Table Poly. Yeah, sure. So Kitchen Table Poly is basically the situation that I'm in 
um, with my partners where I am really good friends with my partner's other partner and, um, you know, we hang out, we support each other, we're friends, um, you know, we, we, we in large part have, you know, individual goals, but also life goals together. You know, we, mm-hmm. we, we see ourselves as a family unit um, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, so that's what I mean when I say that, you know, we're in a kitchen table relationship. And for me, that's the gold standard. But not everyone in an ethically non-monogamous relationship wants to be in a kitchen table type relationship. Yeah, like I don't need everybody at the table. Right. Just a few people. (laughs) Preferably in very short shorts. (laughs) (laughs) That definitely helps. It does. (laughs) Um, But so so there are a lot of different ways to do this. And as we discussed in um, in a previous episode in the in the breakup episode number three, the nuts and butts part. That sometimes you're just in a space where all you have the capacity or the bandwidth for is the booty call. That's it. You 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 don't necessarily want another relationship. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's because <clears throat> you're still trying to get over a previous relationship or maybe it's just because you don't want a whole other relationship. Whatever the reason is, yeah. it doesn't matter. It's okay. Right. So say that again. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay to want what you want. No shame. Yep. No shame. And so what we are going to talk about today, we're going to talk about love and no strings. All right. We're going to talk about the art of the booty call. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all ready for this? (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) All right. Well, maybe we should start with tea time. You got something to dish? What's good? Oh, man, it's so rough out here in these streets. Dr. Katrina, it is so rough. Um, I have been, as I, as I mentioned before in, in our, uh, our previous breakup series, I'm not in a space where I'm ready for a capital R relationship. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm... <clears throat> I want to take this time to focus on myself and my relationship with my daughter and my partner Mm -hmm. and my friends and my career and just the things that bring me joy. Yeah. Um, So what that means is I just don't really have a lot of bandwidth for other people's needs (laughs) right now. Which is fair and and good that you recognize. Mm -hmm. But I also recognize that I have needs (laughs) that I want met. (laughs) And so to that end, um, I've been I've been on the hookup apps, you know, and it's been a mixed experience. I've had a few good ones, you know, where I've met cool people and had fun encounters. And then I've had some not good ones where, you know, Mm -hmm. I've ended up having to, you know, physically fight somebody off. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Fortunately, you know, I was a a nerdy, scrawny kid growing up in the South Bronx. So my parents had the foresight to get me in self-defense classes. (laughs) And, um... Yeah, this person was bigger than me and I was able to flip them onto their back and then jab my fingers in their eyes. Oh, 
It was that kind it of was, fight. It was. It was a fight. Yeah, wow. it was a fight. Oh my gosh! They ran out of there scared. I, I was like, I would as you, well. You thought? <laughs> you thought it was going to be different? Right. Well, okay. Don't you, underestimate. No, you're not going to come here. I'm not going to get got. <laughs> but so, so you know, that's kind of the the seedy underside, and just you know, it's it's, it's a lot of bullshit to get <laughs> to some of the good shit. Yep. And there are days where I think, is it worth it? <laughs> and and some days it's not. And and those days I just don't put myself out there, you know. But um the days when it does work out, <laughs> it's really great. <laughs> so and then I then I think to myself, yes, yes, it is worth it. So <laughs> after I don't know, I've when I was married um, and we were open, we weren't, it, it wasn't so much, um, I wasn't really hooking up. I was more looking for relationships, relationships. So mm, okay. this this casual hookup thing has been relatively new um, since my divorce, which mm-hmm. has been about uh, five or six years now. And... I would say over that period of time, I've worked out a system <laughs> mm-hmm. um, to to help me navigate uh, this process. So you know, maybe we can maybe we can talk about that. But yeah. you know, I'm down for a system. I yeah, love efficiency. What, what about what about <laughs> you? What um, have you been having any any luck? Are you looking for for strings? No strings. Um, you know, my life is pretty full right now, so I definitely prefer something more casual. Um, you know, I have explained at other points during this podcast that, you know, I enjoyed my 20s. I I really enjoyed getting to know other people and having, uh, you know, some no strings attached relationships, uh, mostly, really. You know, I had a few long term relationships in there, but. And now, you know, I haven't really been been dating like that for a while, at least, you know, a good decade. Uh, so now that I'm like getting back out there, um, you know, it it definitely doesn't feel the same um, trying to date how I did, tw- you know, 15, 20 years ago. It's the world isn't the same. Dating apps aren't the same. What people want and need isn't the same. And so I am finding it a little difficult because in my 20s, I was like, yeah, you know, I I was less thoughtful, I'll say, about who I chose to have those experiences with. And now in my 40s with having like, you know, a partner and, you know, I'm moving into a divorce and having, a you know, a toddler running around I'm like, OK, I, I, I need to be more thoughtful. But as I'm being more thoughtful, I think it's decreasing, you know, the amount of people that I would hook up with, which is fine. I'm totally good with that, but it's it's been a little hard. I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, because I also am not not the type of person now at 40 versus 20 to just like meet somebody and jump jump into the bed with them, right? Like I'm not, there are so many more things that need to happen before that happens. Like I need to get to know you a little bit. Like my body is sacred and, you know, not everybody gets to enjoy the wonderfulness that is this. Um, and everybody should this feel that way. to ride this ride. <laughs> <laughs> we all should feel that way though our bodies are sacred and beautiful mm-hmm. and we need to be thoughtful but you know being this thoughtful has 
decrease the dating pool quite a bit for me. But I am looking forward to meeting new women who are cool and finding like-minded friends as well. So I'm open and have no expectations. But I'm also like, it's, it's tougher out here than it used to be. I I agree with everything that you just said. Because, um, you know, I was married for... And before we were married, you know, we were together. Um, gee, it, it might have been 12... 13 years total, right? And before that, it was pre-dating apps, (laughs) y'all. Imagine a time. Right. So it was just, you know, you're out at the club. You see somebody, you talk to them. You know, you had to have a little bit of game, (laughs) a little bit of charisma, you know. Um, You had to look good. You had to smell good. For real. <laughs> Everything had to be on point because they're making these, they're, they're swiping right and swiping left, you know, in real time mm-hmm. <laughs> with you standing right there. Right. Um, And so that that was my pre-married life, mm-hmm. you know, and, and yep. yeah, I was like hooking up. People were younger. Mm-hmm. People didn't, they didn't have the same priorities. But now I'm older right. and also the people that I am trying to approach her older and <laughs> folks have matured just like I have for the mm-hmm. most part. <laughs> Some of us have, <laughs> right? And and like the, the casual hookup on a Saturday night, you know, for some people at this point doesn't sound as good. Right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely finding that the, the pool of people who want that is small. Mm-hmm. And then... If if we want to like narrow things down further, and I think that we do, into a pool of people who want that and have their shit together and aren't going to wreck your life, right? Right. Then that pool gets even smaller. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then if you live in a small city like we do, if you want to avoid fucking people that your friends or your partners have fucked, then you, you got like five people. Yep. <laughs> There's like five people left. Right. <laughs> so, so, you know, what, what do you, what do you do to increase your chances of hooking up if that is what you want? And mm-hmm. I would say that it starts before you pick out your outfit or your cologne, or start working on your two-step, or your (laughs) profile, or any of that. It always starts with you and that internal process. First of all, what do you want? Yep. Right? Do you you just, do you want a friend with benefits? Do you want a one-night stand? Do you want you know, a a booty call, but maybe you're open to more, you know, what, what do you want? What do you have the capacity for and make peace with it? Whatever it is. Yeah. Right. Cause I can't tell you how many times I have met people who say they want something, but it's clear that they're having some sort of internal struggle about it. Mm. And I'm very sure that that person that I had to flip on their back and poke my fingers into their eyes was one of those people 
that was having an internal struggle. Okay. <laughs> right? Clearly. It came out all over you. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and I pushed it right back the fuck where it belonged. <laughs> Just out of my oh, house. Goodness. <laughs> but in, in all seriousness, you know, it 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 does it even though this is we're talking about casual sex mm-hmm. and no strings attached. It is still not a casual process because right. the consequences are can be real and can be dire, right? If yeah. if if we haven't done the pre-work ahead of the time to have the fun. So understanding what it is you want, making peace with that, doing the process to get through whatever shame you might be holding on mm-hmm. to is an important part of being able to have fun in a way that is safe and consensual. Right. You know, agreed. Checking in with yourself first, always. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, so let's say you do that process and then you decide, oh, you know what? I think I, I want no strings attached. I want someone that I can connect with, but you know, not a lot of expectations. I don't want to put all, um, I don't have the energy or capacity to put all the emotional energy that a lot of people tend to put into relationships. So, okay, I want no strings attached. Cool. I'm comfortable with that. I'm there. Now what? Where do we go from there? (laughs) (laughs) Well, now, now the external part now is communicating to the world what it is you want. Right. So if, and and some of that, I mean, because now now we're in the digital age, and this is different than when Dr. Katrina and I were out here in these streets originally <laughs> at the club, right? <laughs> because now now we're talking about the digital marketplace. We're talking about what are the pictures that you're posting, mm. right? Right. Is there a dick print visible in the picture? Is there like <laughs> are you are you in a in a bikini riding a bull, you know? Are you are you in your church clothes? What right. is What's the image you're trying to put out there? What's the image that you're trying to put out there and who you draw in with that image? Right. So you need you need to be careful with those images and mm-hmm. understand that everything should be consistent. If what you're wanting is oh, I I want someone to like seriously just Netflix and eat ice cream with me and maybe, you know, like maybe not lead with the sex, Mm -hmm. then perhaps you want to like manage what pictures you put out. Um, or or maybe, you know, the 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 opposite is also true that if what you're looking for is more casual, then I don't know, do we need pictures of like you and your mom and your dog? And, you know, like, let's just have everything be consistent because I I think that um, now on on these sites, it's not always so clear. Like Tinder, back when it started, it really was just a hookup site. Mm -hmm. And now... It's not just a hookup site. You know, we, we were yeah. making the joke before that it's it's a little it's like, uh, is this Christian mingle? Like what's what's going on? <laughs> like, right. So so I think the the how you message begins with the pictures. I agree. Right. Hmm. And then if people make it past the pictures, they're looking at like the description. Yeah. Who are you? Yeah. What are, are, what are you saying? Are you saying that you want 
a no strings attachment situation? Right. Or are you saying you want long walks walks in the park and brunch? You know, so mm-hmm. if what you want is no strings or friends with benefits, you should say specifically that. If you have another partner and you are in an open relationship or an ethically non-monogamous relationship and you need someone else who is going to be okay with that, then you need to say that clearly in the profile. Right. And and then if somebody contacts you and they haven't read it, which and that happens, that's on them. You know, but you've done you've done your part. Mm-hmm. Right. There's nothing for you to 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 feel badly about if then subsequently um, the person gets upset and, and feels that you've misrepresented yourself. Then you can literally just like screenshot. <laughs> this is what I said. If you chose to ignore me, that's yeah. on you. You know, and and I've we we've said it before, um, in passing, um, on this show, and I think that this it bears um, further discussion here. What we're talking about is consent on a higher level, right? There's nothing wrong with wanting what you want mm-hmm. and pursuing it, right? The problem things get sideways sometimes when uh, people feel like they are being pushed to participate in a situation that they don't want to, right? So right. You've, you've not given them, um, the person, the information that they need to make informed consent. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I, I see this a lot with my friends who are like heavy air quotes here, monogamous, but are <laughs> cheating on their partners they have taken away their partner's consent right. because they haven't given their partners all of the information. They haven't said, I am also sleeping with these three other women. Are you good with that? Right. Do you still want to be with me? They've, they've taken away their choice and that is not good. And, and similarly in this situation, if you know that what you want is a no strings booty call situation and you are holding yourself out to this other person as wanting more, you're taking away this person's ability to fully consent to what is happening. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I think it, I think a discussion about how, that winds up happening because people are leading with their libido and not with their head. Hmm. Okay. Tell me more. Well, so think about it. If you are engaging with other people and you have this other partner that you know doesn't know all of these things, you're not using your head because if you used your head, you'd be like, okay, well, hopefully you'd be like, well, you know, this person isn't agreeing to this type of relationship with me. And I have these other people over here who I'm hooking up with, putting this other person who doesn't know in, you know, possibly sexual health. Um, I don't want to say danger, um, but, you know, risk. Dis- d- yeah, risk. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Better. 
<laughs> um, which isn't cool either, right? And and I think that's that's a part of the the thing with dating that sort of gets to me and with humans, period, is that we choose not to take more control over our libido or our emotions. And and I know that may seem controversial, like we have choice, but we do. We just, you know, I'm not saying it's 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 easy, but your libido doesn't have to lead you. Oh, I see what you're you saying. You can have right. some balance right. there. We're like, yeah, I want to hook up with her, but I know that I have this partner over here who hasn't agreed mm-hmm. to that. And he that, didn't just slip and fall into the pussy. No. Right? You, you we're, walked there. Where's the integrity, <laughs> folks? See, and that's why yeah. we don't trust other people because we also, it's a reflection. Mm-hmm. Many of us aren't out here being people that can be trusted when it comes to our integrity. Right. Like what? Honesty can lead to conflict, yes. And most of us want to avoid conflict. However, man. Have you, you seen Snapped? I feel <laughs> I feel like dishonesty uh, will lead to conflict. <laughs> it does, exactly. Man, so either way. The other day I was riding down riding down one of the main streets here, um, sort of in the south end of town. Mm-hmm. And there was this like nice white car. It was like a Lexus. And all of the windows were broken out. Uh-oh. And there was a big rock just sitting right on top of the, the roof of the car. No. I was like, well, <laughs> somebody didn't have a conversation that they needed to. <laughs> right. Right. Whoops. At the very least, avoid that, y'all. <laughs> Having to get your car fixed. But but for real, though, you know, like, so that's why I think it's really important to just be upfront, like you were mm-hmm. saying, Eli, letting people know where you're at. You know, and if things change, that's fine. And you can express that and you can take a second. But, you know, leading with integrity, really, truly, people, is important. Right. It Not even just for other people, mainly for yourself so that you can be grounded in who right. you are, what you want and what you need. Because when we're grounded in that, then we can go out and get it instead of getting stuck in these situations that, you know, aren't working for us and, and blow up. Right. Or you got to throw somebody over your shoulder because they act in a fool. Right. Yeah. Saying. Yeah. You don't want to end up jabbing your fingers in someone's <laughs> eye or, you know, cleaning glass out of the interior of your vehicle. Right. <laughs> These are bad results. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. It's been a wild ride, y'all. Um, so, so that, you know, that's consent on a, on a, you know, broader level. Mm-hmm. But then there's also consent you know more specifically which is what things or things are you or aren't you consenting to Mm. in the particular encounter Hmm. right yeah and and being okay with what you want enough to have that conversation ahead of time you know to just say hey these here are my boundaries Here's what I want. Here's what I don't want. Mm-hmm. Here are my expectations for, you know, in terms of safer sex. Yeah. You know, like, so there is this assumption that if you're having um, no string sex or booty calls, that you are being um, irresponsible or bad. And Slut. 
Yeah. Well, hey, I am being a slut and I own that. <laughs> okay. All right. Then I should have the disclaimer that should have been at the beginning of this episode is this is not a my mother approved episode. Other mothers are welcome to listen. My mother, please do not. Um, but yes, I, I am a slut. Um, but I would like to think that I am responsibly so. Yeah. You know, there's nothing inherently wrong with being a slut. And I think that's what gets people tripped up is that they think that they're doing something wrong. And it's hard to talk about things when you think that they are bad. Yeah. You know, so then you're you're it's hard to have the conversation about how many other partners you have or if you're using condoms or, you know, are you getting tested or, you know, are you um, are you really into uh, violent kinks that you don't want to talk about, mm -hmm. but you're just going to go ahead and do without getting that person's yeah. consent first. I mean, so it, it, it can, again, get messy if you don't do some of the pre-work. But if you are someone who is, you've done your pre-work and you need to make sure that you are keeping yourself um, physically and psychically safe, what do you do? Right. Um, and so I would say ask questions. Right. Yeah. Uh, the the beauty of the the change of times or the change of venue, because when Katrina and I were out here in these streets, it's like, you know, you meet somebody <laughs> at the club. The, the lights are dark. Like, you know, maybe you've had a few drinks and <laughs> everything sounds good and looks good. And maybe you're not <laughs> asking the questions that you should. Right. You know, and, and not sure. having the conversations that need to be had. But now in this digital age, there is the platform for that. Right. You, you get to see pictures. You get to ask questions about sexual health, depending on what app you're using. That information is, you know, available on the app. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we might as well avail ourselves of these tools if they're here. Right. And use use the platform. Ask the questions. What do you like? What don't you like? Tell me about a past experience that really turned you on. Right. Yeah. Which is a really like sexy way of a being titillated. And I love a good story. <laughs> but B, getting a sense of, OK, what is this? What is this person's vibe like? Right. You know, what are what are they likely to want done or want to do to me? Like, and am I into it? You know, and then that is a good platform to ask questions like, OK, so what about that? Did you like, you know, or um is that something that you'd be interested in doing with me? Tell me about your boundaries. Tell mm -hmm. me about a time where things didn't go so well. Like, what didn't you like about that? You know, ask these questions. And it doesn't have to be like uh, like an interview. You know, you could definitely like get saucy with it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I And I agree with all that. I also think it becomes difficult because I think a lot of people are hesitant or nervous Mm -hmm. to have those conversations because we are sometimes embarrassed by what we like or what we need. And it's, it's difficult then, but it's important. And so it's like, how do you get over that hump? I'm you talking know? about liberation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm talking about like liberating yeah. yourself and encouraging your partners to liberate themselves 
from that, the, yeah. the shackles of sexual shame and oppression. It does mm-hmm. no one any good. It doesn't serve a purpose. It really doesn't because it doesn't matter. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not advocating for just like fuck everybody, you know, without any like discretion. Okay. I'm talking about yeah. consenting adults and I'm talking about doing it in a way that is um, responsible is all. Yeah. So if you have one partner, it doesn't make you any better of a person than if you have five partners. If you are into water sports, that doesn't make you uh, dirty as opposed to the person who only likes to get it missionary. You know, there isn't mm-hmm. – there shouldn't be value um, put on what we like or yeah. what we don't like. And and the values put on there because we, we grew up in this society that was built on Puritan conservative standards. and right. But also think about this, and this is with anything, not just with the subject we're talking about here, but like – who says that that isn't okay? Like, is that you saying it? Because you like it and you right. want to do it. So it right. must not be you saying it. So then who are you Who are you allowing mm-hmm. to have control over how you, a- you are able to express your sexuality? Who's on the council and have they come lately? <laughs> <laughs> okay. These are the questions. <laughs> right, right. And uh, I'll, give you, I'll give you the answer. There is no council. Mm-mm. Okay, and if there is a council, the answer is they have never come. <laughs> okay, so don't even worry about it. Worry about making sure that you have done the ex- the self exploration that you need to do, and that you are, you know, getting the consent from the other person or persons involved. Mm-hmm. And you're having the best time possible in the safest way possible. And we've been putting a lot of emphasis on physical safety and that matters. And physical safety, you know, comes down to just the integrity of your body. And that includes STDs. Um, But safety, I think, is a bigger concept Mm -hmm. that encompasses your mental and psychic safety. Right? Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. So... In the pursuit of happiness, <laughs> um, I think it is it's also important to take some safeguards to protect the 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 mental and psychic safety of yourself and you know to to the other people involved as well, your other partners. And for me, how that manifests is clearly stating my boundaries mm-hmm. um. And enforcing those. And sometimes that means stopping an encounter and kicking somebody out, not because anything is happening physically, but just because I don't like the way that the situation is making me feel. Mm -hmm. And that is that is perfectly okay to just be like, this isn't working for me. Yeah. Goodbye. (laughs) Yeah. Peace be on to you. (laughs) That's fair. And and also, if you think about it, like, and this is something that um, <clears throat> I was um, on one of the social medias the other day, and I'm a part of a, um, 
group that was talking about dating and the post was basically like, so I was going to date this person, you know, they hit me up and were like, I'm not having a good mental health day. Um, and I'm going to see my therapist. I just wanted to let you know, you know, I, I, I still want to hang out, but I'm just letting you know where I'm at. Um, right. The person was upfront communicative and, you know, said where they were at, you know, so you understood and there's no miscommunication there, right? You can't be like, Oh, this person is unhappy. So it must be my fault, right? No, they already told you they're having a bad day. Um, the, the person who sent the post also said, well, you know, I was like, oh, thank you so much for communicating this. However, why don't we meet when you're in a better mood? Um, cause th- they didn't say that exactly, but you know, let's meet when you're feeling okay. okay. Um, cause you know, I, why hang out if you're not in a good mood kind of thing? Also sounds reasonable. It, it does. And actually the communication between the two seemed good, but then there's this plethora of responses people commenting just like oh you know you know sometimes people have mental health issues and sometimes you know your mental health issues don't go away so if you like base when you go out on like how you're feeling blah 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 it was this whole storm of things that that came up and I was like oh this is a really interesting conversation because I have found myself in this place where I have a, a scheduled outing with someone mm-hmm. and you know what, actually my, I'm just not having a good day. I just don't feel good, you know? And so for me, I check in with myself and I'm like, do I have the energy yeah. to go out and participate in activities? And oftentimes it's like, yeah, let me go do this because this will actually help me feel better to connect with someone, especially if it's like dating. Cause it, you know, can be kind of sexy mm-hmm. and you feel good about yourself yeah, yeah, yeah. or maybe you go do an activity Release that feels that fun. Exactly. (laughs) But there's also the space to not go out because mentally you're not in a good place. And not only is that like safeguarding your own mental health by doing that and paying attention, but it's it's ensuring that like the time that you spend with this person, you're safeguarding their mental health to a certain degree and you're allowing space for you all to have good moments and good interactions. And that's usually what we want when you first start dating someone. Well, period. But or if you're just hooking up. I mean, you definitely just want the good energy if it's just a hookup. I mean, exactly. That's the whole point. Right. It was an interesting conversation (sighs) that everyone was having. Um, That is an interesting. Yeah, you do need to take your space. But then what does that what does that mean when, you know, someone else, one doesn't understand you needing this mental space um, or, you know, sometimes when you cancel on people, we're in a cancel culture. So people just cancel, which you have a right to do. But then it's very irritating for other people. And then, you know, that stuff comes into play. Well, you know, that's that's interesting that you say that, you know, in terms of the cancel culture, because um, I'd like to talk about that a little bit okay. in respect to the no strings attached, because I feel like the two are very closely related, mm. like first cousins. Okay. Tell me right? more. Well, because the no strings, at least per my understanding, means that I don't really owe you anything other than just like the basic respect, mm-hmm. you know, that you deserve as a human. You know, I'm not going to do violence to your your body or your spirit, um, but I don't need to care about when your birthday is, what your likes or dislikes are outside of the bedroom. Mm-hmm. I don't have to know any of that. Um, And when we are done having fun, we are done here. Right? Mm -hmm. Um, That to me is no strings. Okay. Yep. So with that being said, 
people get canceled all the time because when the fun's done, I'm, you know, I'm done with them. They're done with me. Mm-hmm. And that's it. You know, maybe I keep their number in my phone. Maybe I don't. I don't know. Depends. Um, but it, it, is that kind of is that the same as cancel culture? Is that what you think of when you, when you think of cancel culture? Or are you thinking of something else? Um, I wasn't thinking of that. Okay. I was thinking more of the like people just be canceling all the time, like last minute too. Oh, and maybe it's just like out flaking, here. Yeah, basically. exactly, exactly. Okay. I was thinking more of that. Um, okay. So what is it that I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just some fuck shit. <laughs> That's what that is, I guess. <laughs> but I mean, it is okay to cancel, you know, if you need to. Now, here's here's the thing, though. If you cancel all the time. You're that person that's oh. like up, oh, and especially yeah. if you cancel like five minutes before. Oh yeah, no, I'm not even talking me. about that. That's just that's yeah. just rude. I mean, that's just <laughs> bad time management. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we made a plan, then then let's do that. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't I don't cancel like that, but I mean like I will cancel somebody. Like we we're not like now we're done. Oh, like, I see what you mean. Gotcha. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> canceling my subscription mm-hmm. <laughs> and I can do that whenever I want right because I'm paying for it no. right right hit yeah, him with the, I see. um with the lady gaga I have a new barista sorry <laughs> <laughs> well and you know I I I'm thinking about that and like if you share that information ahead of time um but also you know a part of that is like not ghosting and sharing. Okay, that was cool and peace kind of thing, right? Like mm-hmm. that seems like a no strings attached kind of respectful way to to do it in some ways, you know. It is but, what is well by just communicating, yeah. like overly communicating where you're at and what you want. Just being like, this was fun. And now and I'm done. Yeah. Like maybe like a nice little like breakup haiku that I can just <laughs> perhaps shoot out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. No. I think people are just too afraid to communicate. They're too afraid to to get into conflict. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, show the kind of respect to other people that you would want. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's that's definitely not the culture that we live in. Um, that's certainly not even the way the apps are set up. It's set up that you can Mm -hmm. like match and then like hook up and unmatch and like literally Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. completely ghost if you wanted to. I, I don't care for that feature personally. Um, but some people need that clean break. And I think that, um, it really comes down to shame, Hmm. you know, that people, they don't, once they do something that they don't feel good about the inclination is to then want mm-hmm. to sort of sever that that memory, sever that mm-hmm. connection. Out of sight, out of mind. Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. I think it's it's I think it's part of the down low culture, frankly. Mm. More so it's like the down low culture meets ghosting culture. <laughs> and had like an gotcha. illegitimate child that they then shoved in a closet and <laughs> forgot about. <laughs> oh goodness! Super specific. Very. <laughs> but but seriously, I, I I think that it is it's a symptom of people again um, being ashamed of what they're doing. I think a lot yeah. of a lot of this comes down to shame, um, and 
And uh, I can't tell you how many times people and and I, I I will say this. I appreciate people asking and engaging in conversations about sexual health. What I don't appreciate mm-hmm. is this. Are you clean? What does that even mean? My cheeky response is always like, yes, I've showered today. <laughs> but what they're asking is if I have any STDs. Right. So let's just break that down. If someone who doesn't have STDs is clean, someone who has or has had an STD is dirty. Right. Who among us wants to be known or thought of as dirty? I'll give you a At moment At least to not think. in that way. No. Right? Is anyone raising their hands right now? I don't think so. So what does that do? That discourages people right. from having conversation, honest conversations, being tested and sharing those results. If, if you know, something comes back and it's not, you know, mm-hmm. is, is positive, then it's like, oh, well, now I'm dirty. Right? Mm. And that... That that's builds tough. shame. That yeah. builds shame, right? And that that's another layer of shame that people are dealing with, you know, at trying to navigate these no strings encounters, right? And it's I don't I don't have any clear solutions. I mean, when I run into people that say that type of thing to me, I assume I assume that they're not trying to be dicks and that they just don't yeah. know any better. And so I I you know do my cheeky response about how I've showered, but then I say you know I assume that what you mean is to say is to ask me if I have any STDs. You know, mm-hmm. no, I don't. I get tested every one to three months. But let me also tell you why what you said is problematic. Hmm. Right. Interesting. Yeah. And and, you know, nine out of 10 times the person's like, oh, yeah, you know, I didn't think about that. I'm going to change. I'm going to change how I ask that question now. Yeah. And I mean, that's in that seems like straight to the point and easy way to get the information that you want. I I also like asking about what previous dating has looked like, especially recently. Mm-hmm. You know, what is your, what is what is your dating look like? You know, and, you know, um, especially that allows me one to see what their dating patterns look like. Mm. And in some ways, you know, if, if there's someone who was like, yeah, you know, I was with this person yesterday and this person today and blah, blah, blah. And there's all these different people and just all this dating. Well, that, that gets me to a point where I can sit here and think, okay, so this person is engaging, you know, with several people and the more people you engage with, the more likely it is that, you know, some STD will be floating around there. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you can also ask the questions about, you know, how often do you get tested? When's the last time you got tested? You don't have to go straight in for like, are you clean? Like right. actually learn about what this person's right. dating habits are. Because right. there are people out here who have STDs that got them um, because their partner didn't know or they weren't upfront or honest about it. From having sex with one person. Exactly. Right? So it doesn't make you a hoe. Right. It just means you got you got in a situation. And really, most people, HPV, 80%. Like the, if you look at the statistics, eighty percent of people have have HPV to some degree. The and thing there's is, no test for men, so and it's you know, dormant. Yeah, for most people. Yeah, so you don't even know that yeah. you're passing it. And even if you do have an STD, um, especially if we think about herpes, I think that's the one that we that mm. people think about the most that they right. try to avoid. Right. You know, because that's the one that you kind of quote unquote can't get rid of. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. Well. There are ways to work with that. There are people out here with with HIV and AIDS. There are people who are out here with herpes, and you can still navigate sex with right. people. 
who who have an STD. And so right. I know that's our focus, but like STDs, at least when I think about herpes, it's your body releasing toxins. You know, our bodies do that all the time. And it's right. saying something's not right, right right now. I'm not feeling okay. Right. You know, it's a skin condition, really. But right. we are so focused on you know, the uncomfortability of it and not wanting people again. to see it. Exactly. Right. That, that we get stuck. Shame. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. I, I agree with you. And so I, I, and I, I feel like understanding someone's dating history and dating pattern for me is not as important. Um, well, I'm as, a psychologist. So. I, you're a psychologist. Yeah. <laughs> it tells me <laughs> something. <laughs> but for me, I'm I'm more curious to know how often do you get tested? Mm-hmm. You know, do you have any STDs currently? Are you on prep? And you know, are you good with condoms? Like I, th- yeah. those are the things that I feel like mm-hmm. I need to know. Yeah. Um, how many other people you're dating? I don't know. Are they cute? Do I also want to fuck them? Mm-hmm. Like, if, if I'm asking the question, that's why. But <laughs> other than that, I don't care. <laughs> you know, peace be on to you. Um, so, I guess what we're we're talking about here really are the 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 nuts and bolts of uh, good communication, mm-hmm. like understanding what information it is that you want and need to have. And then finding a way to get that information. Exactly. And even just in this conversation with the two of us, we mm-hmm. come at it in a completely different way. Right. We want to know different things right. to, you know, to, to understand where this person is and if they fit right for what right. we need as well. Right. And that that's that's the thing is taking the time to make sure that the fit is right. It's like, yeah, the the, you know, the tit pick, the dick pick is great. But if after that, you are going to want to go to brunch with my mom. Like, <laughs> <laughs> things have gone horribly wrong here, right? We need to make sure that we are on the same page. And and for me, <clears throat> one of the, the calculations that I make, um, and this is something that I do, whether it is um, a person that I'm pursuing for a relationship or a, pers- a person that I'm pursuing for a no strings attached. My question is, how is this person, how is this situation going to impact my other relationship or relationships? Mm-hmm. Is this person going to um, now want to take up more space than I've indicated I can allot for them. Mm-hmm. Is this person going to um, present a physical risk to to me or my partner? Um, is this person going to, you know, in some other way, rock my boat in a way that I right. don't want them to? Yeah. Right. Um, so. I, I know that not everyone does that, but for me personally, I found that adding that extra question it has mm. saved me mm-hmm. um, in in a lot of situations. What's that question? That that like, okay, is this person going to negatively impact my current relationships? Gotcha. That question, like, how are they going to do violence to me? Are they going to? Um, 
Are they going to respect what I'm saying that I need in terms of sexual safety? Are they going to try gotcha. to take up more emotional or physical bandwidth? Anything like that. Right. And sometimes you don't know that until the dating is already happening, you know, and it's like, oh, this, you, this you person don't. has a lot more expectations for me than I had anticipated. Or You don't. I mean, and that's I, I mean, that's where the questions ahead of time come in. Mm-hmm. And that's also where a good exit strategy comes in mm. and good communication, mm-hmm. you know, after the fact, just saying, OK, you know, w- w- if you start seeing those signs that your your uh, booty call is wanting to be more than just a booty call. Right. Just say, hey, you know, when we first made this connection here is what I indicated I wanted, and that right. is still what I want. Where are you with it? I'm noticing this, 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 and this, and these things are mm-hmm. leading me to feel like maybe you want more from me than what I indicated I could give you. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. What, what? Tell where are you with that? Right. And then just as putting it out there is is the uh, really the best that you can do Mm -hmm. in that in that situation. And then giving that person the opportunity to either course correct or be like, yeah, you're right. This is what I want. (laughs) And then you have the opportunity to be like, okay, well, you know, either. Yay or nay. Either. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm with it or. um you know, please lose my number <laughs> or I'm going to block yours. <laughs> like, But it, it, mm-hmm. it gives it gives that chance for communication and consent, which even though it's a no strings um, situation, those two things remain important, regardless of the level of relationship that you're seeking with another another human. I agree. Yeah. And I know these are hard conversations to have with people. Uh, some of us might really struggle with even knowing what to say. Mm-hmm. So it can't hurt to just prepare yourself in some way. Listen, and my friends <laughs> listening to this will will know that this is true. I had at one point, I don't anymore, <laughs> but I had at one point several breakup speeches in the notes oh, section of my phone. Okay, preparation. For different situations. <laughs> oh no, you can't. So <laughs> that's amazing. So, so I'm crazy. like, okay, I got one for this. You know, I could just change the name, change a few of the details, but I'm no. good to go. So I had one for the like, this was supposed to be casual, but you're kind of taking it in a different direction one. Gotcha. I had that. Yeah. And then I had another, I had at least two written for the girl at one point or another (laughs) so and thankfully i didn't have to use either of those but yeah it doesn't hurt to just Mm -hmm. have some general ideas jotted down that you could then adapt for your specific situation (laughs) say it life hacks y'all i i mean i like it because then it takes some of the stress and anxiety off of what do i say how do i say it i'm saying am i just saying it based on emotion it's like no you prepared ahead of time and you were thoughtful about it and i think when we're thoughtful about it one we can be more empathic and more um you know caring and and letting people down um in in those ways but also like 
just it's, it's just respectful to be nice and say <laughs> this is not what I want. Yeah. And it, those boundaries are hard and it's even yeah. harder to maintain them, but it's really important for your own like sanity, you know, when it comes to dating because dating, ooh, it can be amazing and it can feel like like a mind fuck. Yeah. Honestly. It can take its psychic toll. Absolutely. And and that's that's one of the reasons why a no strings situation can be nice. It can be right. a safe harbor. You know, maybe you're in a in a situation for whatever reason where you do not have the emotional bandwidth, mm-hmm. but you still want the physical contact, right? No strings attachment gives space for that. Mm-hmm. So it it has it serves a function. I think right? so too. There's there and there's nothing wrong with it. And um, I, I will say the other the other good thing about having uh, some prepared remarks <laughs> is that typically when you prepare the remarks, you are in a calm emotional state. Right. And exactly. sometimes when you're having these discussions, you're in the heat of the moment. Mm-hmm. And it's nice just to have something very like calm and thought out to say versus just like your knee-jerk reaction, which might not be great in the moment. Um, So, yeah, if anyone anyone is interested in any of my pattern breakup (laughs) speeches... Please contact me and I will <laughs> I will send them to you free of charge. <laughs> you are so silly. I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, it's hard out here, but y'all can prepare. You can yeah. get yourself in a grounded place to be able to go out here and engage in the beautiful world that is dating, but sometimes confusing and just crazy making place that is intimacy and physical connection with other people. I don't know. In some ways, like in my 20s when I was thoughtless, you know, that ignorance is bliss stuff was, oh, man, (laughs) I kind of miss that some days, you know, because it was kind of nice. But on the other end of it, you know, being older and more mature now and, and thinking about it, like I'm keeping myself from getting caught up in negative situations. Like I'm, I'm much more prepared to see what my patterns are, how I got stuck in them in the past and how I can move in a better way moving forward so that I don't, you know, destabilize my life right? because I'm thinking about using, you know, my vagina instead of my head sometimes, but so that I don't like hurt and destabilize other people's lives. Like I really am one for like, not letting my peace be messed up. And it's a choice for me to not let my peace be messed up. And and the same, it's a choice for other people. And how we choose to set our lives up is really important and taking time to be thoughtful about it and not just doing, I I think is really important. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'd, I'd say in, in summary, get out there. <laughs> get, did get this some, podcast make you want to get out there? Get I'm not some sure. Sun. <laughs> <laughs> Think about what you want and then go get it. <laughs> you deserve to have what you, you want. You deserve to be happy. Uh, and just as long as your happiness isn't causing someone else, you know, pain, and it won't if you've given them the ability to consent. So. 
Well, it might. You know, some people you got to break up with more than once. But mm. but yes, you know, the hope <laughs> is, is that you, you cause less struggle and right. unhappy feelings right. by being very clear and communicative up front about right. what you need and want. Right. So, yeah, go go sunbathe and slut. <laughs> and and uh, while you're doing all of that, um, you should go and visit uh, the folks that we're amplifying today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> today we are amplifying the folks at Q Care. That's the letter Q and then Care, and the folks at Gay City. So Q Care is an organization that provides free prep. And PrEP, we've mentioned on the show before, but for folks who don't know, PrEP is a once a day pill that you can take and it prevents um, the transmission of HIV through oral, anal, and vaginal sex. It's, I think the jury is still out in terms of IV drug use, Mm, Um, mm -hmm. but it it does at least prevent um, HIV from intercourse. So QCare has partnered with Gay City, which is a Mm. local organization here in Seattle, um, to provide free testing and free prep for folks. So uh, It's pretty amazing. It is pretty amazing. And um, Mm. the testing includes um, STD testing and, you know, your your liver and your kidney functions and that sort of thing. Oh, wow. Um, And you can get testing... um, they, you can either go to a lab to get it, uh, get tested, or they can send you a kit um, where you can just test at home and send in. So oh, it's super nice. convenient. You don't pay for any of it. And I, I'd say that if you're going to be a slut, good on you. Um, and uh, the best way to do it is responsibly. Yeah. So and take and care of yourself. Under knowing your status and taking care of your your sexual health and um, protecting your other partners is a is a big part of uh, of being a responsible slut. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, um, until the next time, get out there and sunbathe responsibly, y'all, and keep on living and loving in color. <laughs> 